Hey guys, welcome. My name is Luke Trukin. This is Jason Burris. Welcome to the first episode of the Burris Law Life and Friends podcast. We wanted to hit this thing off. Well, first of all, Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's Friday afternoon. Come on. Yeah, it's a beautiful day for for what it is. It's like 85 degrees today and it was 100 or something like, felt like 100 last week. It's crazy. It was nice. How are you, Luke? I'm good. Can't complain. No one would listen if I did. (laughs) Hey, so wanted to jump right into... um, What's the what's the purpose of the podcast? Good question. Um, I wanted to do it for me. Uh, okay. You know, there's a, there's a small part of it that I think is going to be law where we'll, mm. we'll we'll talk about things that are going on. We'll talk about you know we'll give advice for our personal injury clients. Um, but you know, I mean, I think I've lived a lot. Um, there's some people that trust me and and and. Uh, you know, ask for advice on things. And so, you know, and maybe I can't give the best advice. Maybe sometimes I can give decent advice, but I got good buddies. Yeah, there you uh, go. So, so yeah. So I think, you know, we, we want to do it and we want to talk about life and, um, you know, just got some great friends and, and really some subject matter experts, mm-hmm. whether that's in law, whether it's in medicine or uh, really whether it's in business or, or, or life. And so mm-hmm. the opportunity and everybody seems excited about it. And so it, it, it's something I've wanted to do for a while. And you know, you were the guy. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I have to say you are a natural on, on, on camera and, uh, you've got a great voice for it. So this is going to be really cool. It's going to be a lot of fun to be a part of. Let's just go right back to the beginning. Um, cause I, I kind of want to interview you a little bit on this and, and, um, just for the, for the first podcast here, let's just make it all about you. Okay. And so let's go back to the beginning. Where, where are you from? So I'm from a little town in Northeast Texas called Paris. Okay. Oh, I yeah. know where Paris is. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, awesome. It's, it's, you know, hour and 20 minutes from here. Is that where you were? So you were born and raised there? Born and raised. Yeah. Okay. Born and raised. Um, love the town. It's, it's, you know, it's actually received some criticism for uh, current events, but mm. uh, my experience there was just tremendous. That's I love awesome. Paris. Yeah. We, we still have, I have two homes in Paris currently. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and two ranches. In Paris too. In Paris, yeah. So four places total. Uh, two places, two, but you both know, ranches. We, yeah, well, th- three places, two ranches. One home oh, wow. is on a ranch. So yeah, we're 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 in Paris a lot. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. I love Paris. That's awesome. What happened after Paris? So, graduate from high school. Where where did you go to school? I uh, went to at the time of Southwest Texas State University. Okay. Um, now it is Texas State. Okay. Yep. Um, Earned a business degree, um, and before I could get into the job market, my I was super, super, super close to my grandparents. Mm. My grandfather was in bad health; he had had a heart attack, and so I spent about four weeks at the hospital, and then after that at his home. So I missed the whole job market interview process. I missed yeah. all that, um, and a buddy called me and I, I was hanging out at home. I was trying to figure out what, was, what I was going to do. And a, a buddy called me uh, from high school. He was uh, living in Mount Vernon and he said, Hey, we need somebody. Um, it was home health. It was nursing homes. And it was, we need somebody to do to start the human resources function. I had a business degree that that was actually my specialty in college. And I went to Mount Vernon. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. It sounds like you guys, you, you were really close then with your grandparents. Oh man. I mean, my, 
So my grandfather um, passed away a few months before I started law school. Mm. My grandmother lived for almost 20 more years, um, and we lost her two years ago. And so, I mean, those those, clearly, those are the two most important. No disrespect to my mom. I love my mom. But those are the two most important influences in my life, bar none. Wow, that's awesome. What do you think the biggest impact they've had in your life would be? Or, or two questions, maybe that. And then what's the biggest life lesson you've learned from being around them or, or something that they taught you or, or something like that? Uh, two, two entirely different things. My grandmother was a woman of organization. She mm-hmm. was probably one of the very first management level employees in the city of Paris. She worked for a department store named Belk. Oh, yeah. She was a manager. She was a buyer for Belk. So she would go to North Carolina. She would buy all of their clothes from multiple stores. And she, she was just, she conducted business. Yeah. My grandfather was the one who was, you know, he was in world world war two. He was a hall of famer at Paris junior college, played football, rode his Harley through the hallways at Paris junior college. Yeah. Just (laughs) incredibly wild stories. That's insane. Um, And my grandfather was never about money, never Mm. about business. So, my grandmother wanted me to succeed. She wanted me to be organized. She wanted me to be professional. My grandfather taught me, don't take life too seriously and have fun. Wow. That's the best of both worlds. Oh, man. That's, I mean, a, total, that's a good I mean, life views right there. Yeah. You, so we're going to get into this here in a minute, but I know how important processes are to you. and And I've seen those personally just in the time that we've worked together and, and stuff and organization is so important to you. I just see that from, from the outside. Do you think that's where you get a lot of that from is from your grandma? Not really. I mean, I, I don't think there was that level of detail with my um, grandmother. I mean, I, I think my grandmother was about education. She was about hard work. Mm. She was about, you know, being efficient, getting your education, that type of stuff. The processes, I, I kind of feel like, um, is something I've learned over time from watching other really good business guys or, or reading books or, or, you know, audio. I mean, mm. processes are hard for me. Um, organization is, is is difficult for me because it's I'm more of a passion player. And so to sure. put those processes in place where you can have people who can um, – you know, really carry out the mission um, where you can delegate. Delegation's a really hard thing. You know, I, I would say that's that was kind of step two that I kind of had to learn on my own. I'm still mm. working on it. Well, you make it look easy. <laughs> I mean, you do. You do Smoking you do, mirrors. You, you, well, you do a good job. So, so your career started in business. At what point did you decide, okay, law is, is something where I want to go? Um, and at what stage did that kind of happen? Interesting question. Um, I didn't know any lawyers uh, growing up in Paris. I, you know, I had an uncle and an aunt who had graduated from college, and that's it. Mm. Um, I'm living in Mount Vernon. I'm starting the human resources function for this uh, for a couple of companies, and I'm living on Lake Cyprus. And I'm like the only guy on Cyprus without a boat. That's a beautiful lake. It's a beautiful lake. I didn't have a boat. You know, it was, I was 22, 23. I mean, I'm, I'm still running and gunning at that point. And, um, I mean, what I I can still remember it. It was, it was cold. It was rainy. I'm sitting Indian style in the 
living room and I'm, I, you know, I think I'm doing something with my sister and, you know, I mean, it just, it just dawned on me. I'm like, what, what, this is not my path. Mm. What can I do? I mean, the, I mean, you're a lot younger than I am. You're, you're half my age. Um, but you know, at the time the, I'd been on the internet for maybe a year or two. So it was, it was, it just, there just wasn't a lot there. So I started researching, um, what type of education could I get to help me, you know, get to the next level. And, and it really, focused on two things, law school or getting an MBA. And an MBA seemed a little less certain where maybe you go spend $100,000, $200,000, you get the degree and you come out and you still don't have the great job. Law seemed a little bit different. And that's kind of where my research took me. That mm. um, now, now, part of it was I felt like I could have a big impact. I felt sure. like I could help people. I mean, of course, there's all that. I mean, it was attractive for many different reasons, but but I would not be telling the truth if, if um, I didn't say the primary reason was I thought I could put the investment in and, you know, get the success coming out and get it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What, what was the stage then that you decided that personal injury was the practice that you wanted to go into? Cause there's a lot of different law that is practiced. And oh, so gosh, how did you yes. land on that? Had multiple offers coming out of law school, um, had or really in all, in law school. Did did well in law school. Wow. I was fortunate, um, but had offers to work at the Dallas Court of Appeals. Had wow. an offer to work for a couple of different um, commercial firms doing business law, and had one opportunity to do product defense and personal injury defense. And I think I. The offer was seventeen thousand dollars less than the commercial business opportunities, um, and it was a no-brainer. I thought mm. it was sexy. I thought it. I mean, I had an opportunity to defend General Motors, to yeah. defend you know all yeah. these automotive companies, and uh, work on you know really high-level insurance defense, death cases. I mean, it was it was exciting work. And when I interviewed with them, I was sold. So I knew what I was, where I was going to go like nine months before I ever got there. So I played a lot of golf wow. my third year. <laughs> <laughs> so are you pretty good at that now? Or I'm, I'm, I can, I can get by. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like to play. I'm not any good, but you know, yeah, I can, I'm, I'm not saying I'm any good, but I can at least, you know, if I don't play for a while, I, I, I lose my, all my bad habits. So yeah. I can, I look pretty good. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, so talk to me a little bit then about, birth law like when when did that take place when did that birth into existence really like yeah man i mean um and i don't you know want to talk bad about the first place i ever worked because i have nothing bad to say i mean mm. they were great super lawyers um i just knew i mean i was one of the only associate i was the only associate that i remember who actually had a client who was paying really really good money and i was getting cases directly and you know i didn't know so much that what I was putting in, I was getting in return. And mm -hmm. I had it on pretty good account that I could start my own firm and they would still send the business to me. I mean, there were some, there were some huge fights with the firm before I left of, you know, who do you think you are? Sure. I mean, there were some really legendary, I'll, I'll, I'll skip the details, but, um, I felt like I had the business. And so when I, started our firm, I got that business and a particular very high level catastrophic, uh, type cases. Um, but, but one of the best insurance companies in the world really 
jump-started our law firm in McKinney, wow. Texas. I still wow. remember this crazy story where they wanted to come by and from New York, and they wanted to see the firm. Because mm. we, by the way, that's the reason I got a 214 number. Instead of oh, no way. Yes, it is. Because I thought, you know, with a McKinney address, yep. they would worry about, um, you know, wait, what this nine seven two thing, and you're you're how far away are you yeah, from yeah, Dallas? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got a two one four number for that reason and that reason only. Mm. They wanted to come by, and we were in a windowless office in downtown McKinney, the old J C Penney's building. Oh no way! Yes, and we could not let them come. I mean, I was like, if they come and they see this, um, you know, we will lose this business. And so I concocted this story that. Um, you know, the building was under renovation. We had to, you know, we, so we met at a, uh, local steakhouse and oh, come on. Uh, there you go. we did, we did. And, uh, it, it all worked out great. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So where, where's, you know, you talked a little bit about, you know, law was a, an investment and it started out maybe more towards a, a path to, um, take a step up in life, but what is it now? Because you, you are very, very passionate and it, anybody that has a conversation with you can tell you are so passionate about what you do. What is it now that drives you? Because I mean, it's, it's evident that there's a lot there that really makes you what, in my opinion, one of the best personal injury lawyers in the state of Texas, definitely around here. So yeah, think, where do you get your passion from? Yeah, I mean, I think our team is one of the best, um, not only in the state, but in the nation. I'd, I'd put us up against um, really any team. There's a lot of firms that I admire, but um, I, I know what our team can do. I know mm-hmm. how many cases we've lost over the years, and you can count it on one hand and have a whole bunch of fingers left over. Mm. Um, we've won a whole lot of cases, and there's a lot of passion. There's a lot of precision, a lot of organization, a lot of time. I don't know why, but I've always been just excited about the smaller and mid-level cases as I am the bigger cases. Mm. And I, I, I still look at us as a community law firm, though we have cases all over the country. We've got cases all over the state. You know, we still have a, a, a pretty good um, mix of cases in Collin County and I look at us as a community law firm. And when you look at our breakdown of, of cases, a, a working minority, I mean, a really high working minority are um, cases from people that know me. They've either, wow. they're former clients, they're yep. current clients, they um, have done business with me, they're attorneys that I've practiced with over the years, sometimes on, on opposite sides, which is the greatest compliment you could ever have. Yeah, that's but, huge. Um you know, I think, I think, um, and I don't know if I'm answering your question perfectly, but I, I think that, you know, it's the passion, it's the commitment to winning, mm. um, and it's the, it's the commitment to caring that has made just such a huge difference. And man, I still love taking the field. That's awesome. Let me ask you this then, because you guys really do have, um, an incredible track record with cases that you've won. What What is it that kind of sets you apart from everybody else in the space as far as the your ability to actually fulfill, you know, what you take on for the client? Like, is it the process of, you know, talk, walk, walk me through that because it really is impressive how, how you guys are able to get to the finish line for clients. 
Well, you know, and I, I, I would first want to state there's a lot of good firms out there. There's a lot of good lawyers out there. There's a lot of good personal injury lawyers, products lawyers that I have a ton of respect for. Um, but as far as us, I mean, I think that we know the files. Mm. Uh, and when we take the field, we know the cases better than our opponents. And if you, I don't know if you've ever seen our logo, but it's, it's, it's actually a rook on a, yeah, it's, yeah, it's awesome. Piece. And really what that stands for is strategy and mm. strategy is there's not a word in our law firm that's used more than strategy and where the other firms don't have opposing firms don't have as much time because they've got all this volume. Mm-hmm. We purposely put a bigger team on the field to, handle the cases. I mean, if you really looked at it, you, I think most, most firm managers would go, man, you guys are a little top heavy. You got, you got too many attorneys, you got too many staff members, but that's by design. I mean, I mm. wanted, I wanted to always have a team that is not overwhelmed with work. Um, because I think too much work makes any of us look average, mm. including me. Um, so that, that's, kind of been the secret and you know we just had a ton of success wow. as a result of it. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, last thing I'm going to I'm going to ask on this topic is what are you most excited about for the future of Burris Law? Man, there's there's a couple things I would love to reveal right mm. now. I would so love So ask that question later. <laughs> man, I I just I would say I would say in 2 months we'll have this conversation again and you're going to see something that you can't even imagine we're, we're going to make an announcement that will blow everybody's mind and it will, um, it it will confirm that, um, we are the firm in Collin County for the few, I mean, Collin County is one of the biggest counties in the whole state. And we will make an announcement that will be huge. I promise. There you go. All right, so to be continued, I guess. To be continued. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's let's go personal here. What? Talk to me about your family. I know you've got some kids. You're you're married. Talk to me about them. Like, what's your wife's name? What What are your kids' names? Ages? Yeah, man. So, I was late to the table to get married. Um, a lot of people don't know it, but I was. Um, you know, I was. I just, I was a bachelor mm. and, uh, and then actually had a fiance for, for, for several years. Mm. And, um, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out. And I happened to meet my soulmate, um, and Christina, uh, Christina, um, she's just, she's incredible in every way. I mean, I knew from the minute that I met her, I mean, from the minute, um, that, you know, there's just something truly special there. It took about three dates and about after that third date, you know, I, thought, um, I'm going to marry this girl. And I don't know that she thought the same <laughs> at that point, but, um, uh, we got, we started dating, um, you know, in the, in the aughts and, uh, we got married in 2010 and I, I was older at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, you know, mid thirties. And, um, so we started having kids and, and we've got Luke who's eight. Okay. Um, I'm my only boy, uh, just the sweetest boy in the world. Oh yeah. Just, Has to with a name like that. Oh, I just love that boy to death. Um, Morgan just turned mm. six. She's my first daughter, and then I think our last uh, our last child, uh, Emerson Ridge, and she mm. just turned two. So I've got eight, six, oh, and two. Awesome. I would have uh, many, many more uh, kids even at my age, 
my wife tells me that I'd have to be with another woman. And I said, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not it work. then. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. How did, how did you and Christina meet? Uh, you know, there was a, uh, as one of those setup deals. It was, mm. a, it was actually a blind date. Okay. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, it's a funny story. I, first of all, I was way late. I was leaving my old firm in Dallas. I was in the middle of traffic. I'd picked a restaurant for us to meet at. Her mom was with her. I mean, there's all kinds of bad things. <laughs> I'm way late and, you know, I get a call, I'm on the way and she's like, Hey, I'm here and I'm standing in the middle of a parking lot. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, the, the restaurant you suggest, it's not here. And I'm like, kidding. So we work it all out and it, it was just raised. The restaurant mm. was, was, uh, was, it was knocked down. And so we, we, PF Chang's was the first, Oh no uh, way. That's first, awesome. Yeah, that was the first date. <laughs> and you know, of course we had no reservation. Yep. We get there and we have like a 30 minute wait. Mm. And so this is such a, such a great story. I said, you know, Hey, I'm going to go up and, and get a water. Um, you know, could, would you like any, would you like water? Would you like Sprite or whatever? And, and, and my wife says, I have a Jack and Coke. <laughs> and my red flag, I just, you know, I remember yeah, yeah, just yeah, raising yeah. that red flag going, not my wife, not what it was first date. Yep. And, but as it turned out, that's her dad's drink and mm. she never finished it. I never noticed it. Right. But that, that first date, I was like, I don't know if we're going to have a second date. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, as it turns out, she's, she's one of those nursers, but, uh, she has her dad's drink and that, that, that's how it started. And, uh, sparks, uh, you know, were flying and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a very blessed man. Wow. That's such an awesome story. That, that, that's fun. That's going to be one that the kids are going to want to love they, to hear about gonna, now and later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you, what do you talk to your kids about as far as I'm sure they talk to you about law and, and stuff like that. Um, and, and just about what you're doing and stuff, but, and, and I know they're a little bit young, but, um, as they get older and stuff, would you encourage them to look at law as, as a future career path or? What's your, what's your take on that? Man, great question. I mean, I think the, you know, PC answer is, you know, of course you're going to encourage your kids to do whatever they want to do, but I'm not, I'm not a PC guy and you know that. Um, I, I'm okay with it if they want to do it, but, but, you know, as you know, from, from knowing me for, for, you know, a year, however long we've known each other, the time commitment is just, extraordinary. Mm. I mean, people just don't, people don't realize, I mean, it, there's a whole lot of people that say, yeah, I work 80 hours a week type thing, but they don't really work yeah, 80 hours a right, week and they're right. 80 hours a week. They're not crunching there. There's drive time in there. And, um, there's a price to pay when you do it at the elite level. Mm. Um, and I would want my kids to know for sure what that commitment is like and if they're okay with that and if or maybe they're more efficient than I am, then, then, then so be it. Luke shows a lot of interest. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, he, you ask him what he wants to do. He'll tell you, an, uh, he wants to be an attorney all day long. Um, Morgan either wants to be a princess or she wants to design clothes, you know, and Emerson's <laughs> awesome. too. So we don't, yeah. we don't quite know yeah. yet, but uh, yeah, I don't think Morgan, the middle child, the creative one's going to, is going to be a lawyer, but mm. Luke is like my little conservative, you know, cause if you're a personal injury lawyer, that's all we do by the way. Mm -hmm. And if you're a personal injury lawyer and all we do, you know, is for the, for the victim side, um, everything about our life is careful. I mean, you have to be careful when you, ha when you have the experiences that I have. 
and my son's just like me now where he's uh, he just everything he does he's careful he's conservative and I mean he wants to be daddy's junior law partner <laughs> that's so cute that's awesome well let me ask you this um, this is kind of going back into the business side of things a little bit but what was the most impactful case that you've been a part of and and um have have dealt with in your career so far well that's 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 a really hard question um most impactful by value would be you know death cases and we've had we've had death cases involving um young children, mm. uh, involving teenagers, involving college students, athletes, college athletes, um, bus cases, 18 wheeler cases. And, and anytime you have a young person, um, I take them so personally and it's, and it's probably why I, I won't be able to do this when I'm 65. Mm. Um, but there's just, I, t- I take it personally, man. I mean, I take it really, really personally. And when there's somebody who has their whole life in front of them and that gets altered because of someone was careless and, or they did it on purpose, they were drinking, they were doing drugs, whatever the case may be. I mean, we've, we've got a case in uh, West Texas right now where a you know, college student female lost her life and um, she lost her life because of a, because of a, uh, another young person who was on drugs and, and alcohol. And that's, that's devastating to me. And um, that's super impactful. The other thing I would say, even if these are small cases, and, and again, we have so many of these, but when a buddy comes for help, I feel a lot of pressure. I mean, I really mm-hmm. do. I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit that, that when it's a buddy or a family member and they need help, there's a ton of pressure involved and it's super impactful. It takes a lot out of me. Um, and, um, you know, that's, that's the way I'd answer that question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, by uh, the way, by you know, one, one thing I'd mentioned, I mean, we, I mean, like currently represent six or seven McKinney police officers. I mean, you, you talk about a big deal When when you're protecting, you know, the men in blue. Yeah. You know, because of something that's happened to them when they're on the job, man, there's there's nothing more important than that. That's that's a that's a lot. I mean, that definitely speaks to the service you provide and and getting to the win for the client to have that many, you know, service officers that that you guys have represented or are representing right now. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Thank yeah. you. Let me ask you this, and then we're gonna wrap this up. Um, and I bring this up because I, I, I think this is super awesome. And um, I know you guys have been doing this for a while and just finished. Talk to me about Maingate and and what you guys have been doing with that organization. Maybe just really briefly give me in our audience the background of Maingate and what they do. But but then just talk to me because I mean it's really awesome what you guys just just accomplished and and that should be that should be talked about. It's awesome. Easiest thing to talk about in this interview. I could talk about it for hours. I'll, I'll make it short. Um, I, you know, obviously I, uh, was the chairman of the McKinney Economic Development Corporation for three years, was on that board for almost four years. Prior to that, I sat on the McKinney Community Development Corporation. So they're basically the two money boards, what they call them. 
um, and was vice chair of that And when, when George was president. And long story short, Maingate came to us for potential assistance to build a high-five arena, uh, basically a covered arena for their kids to, to ride. I mean, I mean, we're in Texas. It gets, it's 105 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's just a beatdown. And um, I saw their books. I mean, I saw their financials, and I saw, you know, um, how well they were run. And, and I, I was blown away by it because mm-hmm. I saw lots of financials. I didn't see many financials at all that looked like uh, Maingate. And I also understood the mission that primarily they help ch- children move beyond their disabilities through the power of the horse. There are some adults, um, too, that, that, um, that are helped. Um, I have a brother-in-law who has Down syndrome, also is a- autistic, and when he comes up, he'll, he'll go ride. But it's uh, I, it, it is it, it will be hard for me not to cry when I. It, it's just emotional for me. It's 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 a big deal. Um, I grew up loving um, Willie Nelson. He always did the Willie yeah. picnic, you know. Yeah. And so it, it was it was an easy um, it was an easy offshoot of that. So nine years ago we started it. We started a picnic. You know, I remember the first year we raised um we we do at least a dollar for dollar match this year it was we did a two for one match but at least a dollar for dollar match i think we raised 1800 bucks we doubled that so it was 3600 we put we put the event on so any cost of the event you know we we bear and then whatever our our friends family clients former clients uh donate we'll at least match it wow um and so that was year one that was year one and um the last two, so we just just finished on uh, June six. This past Saturday, yep. what, I believe it was thirty one thousand. Come on, and the year before that was twenty eight thousand dollars. So you're talking about almost sixty thousand. That is incredible. In two years. Um, just, I mean, we're just, and there's a Paris connection. So the founders, um, Bill and Pris Darling. Bill Darling was the CEO of Darling Homes, which mm-hmm. everybody knows how great mm-hmm. of an organization they are. Um, he sold that business, um, and then prior to that, started uh, Maingate with his um, with his wife, and she is from Paris. His wife, Pris, is from Paris, mm. so there's that connection too. But really, it's the way they conduct business. It's who they're helping, and um, so I think we're the only uh, corporation that does this. But um, but but essentially, they have a day every year, and they uh, shut it down, or at least shut a portion of it down, and we come and we. Gosh, we do burgers. We do lots of musical artists. We mm. do bounce houses and um, petting zoos and kid fish comes and it's it's a ton of fun. I mean, we're already we're planning. We're already planning. Yeah, we're already planning for our tenth anniversary, which is going to just blow it out. But um, that's what's up there. Wow, that's awesome. You don't really hear a lot of people that actually they talk about. You know, people talk all the time about being a part of the community and and whatever. But but you don't really get to see a lot of examples of, of the impact. And this is, I mean, Mangate, Mangate is a phenomenal organization and that's quite incredible. It's, it's really strange. I mean, um, and if you go, I encourage anybody to go to their, their annual gala, but um, it's hard, it was hard for me to understand. Now, wait a minute. How does the power of the horse or the gait of the horse, how does that help kids move past their disabilities? Go watch the videos. Mm. Go watch the parents. Go watch the parents talk about their kids who've never walked before who then start riding the yeah. horses and end up walking or end up talking for the first time. I mean, it's – I don't understand all the science behind it. I don't know that science understands it, but it, it is 
phenomenally powerful. It is just, I mean, I mean, the horses are national treasure as far as I'm concerned, the United States of America, and anything we can do to support Maingate, we will, we will always do. It's so phenomenal. All right, guys. Hey, we just wanted to say thank you for joining us for the first podcast. If you like the podcast, first of all, give us a subscribe, like it on whatever platform you're, you're watching this on. And hey, stay tuned for the next one because we have a special guest that we're interviewing. Jason's going to be interviewing him. Amazing first guest. It's going to be a great podcast. Make sure you tune in for the second one. Thanks so much, guys. Check you next week. Goodbye, everyone.